0: Come, fellow human to the disorganized productions podcast the show that fuels your spirit ignites your potential and helps you become the best version of yourself i'm your host rob and each episode will embark you on a journey to unlock the power within you tap into your limitless potential and conquer life's challenges morning to you good day to you, uh uh rob how are you doing <laughs> i'm not too bad i'm not too bad i uh i'm very uh, excited to uh, to talk with you uh i, I listened to your um, uh, to your podcast on uh flat earth files with, yep. you, uh, with david Hobbs, and George. uh then shane uh has put us uh a bridge to us yes <laughs> which is great and uh, I was digging a little bit into your story and uh, stuff like that. And uh, wow, you, I, I hope we, we have enough minutes to cover everything. And, uh, uh, if not, then we will do a second part just like that. <laughs> okay,
1: yeah, no, yeah. I feel a bit unprepared because uh, I, I was at a mad day yesterday. But, you know, I'm, I'm going to leave the ball in your court and I'll try and bring it back.
0: <laughs> That's okay. It's, it's, yeah. It's, it's disorganized productions, right? It's uh... exactly disorganized <laughs> guests. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, so um, the, the the thing is, I, I was preparing some some stuff, so I know a little bit about you, about the introduction and stuff like that. Um, so, so let me just get it headed on, and then I will uh, give you a, a moment to introduce yourself um, and correct me if I'm wrong. <laughs> okay, yeah. yeah. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Disorganized Productions today with a special guest, A.D. Jackson from the UK. He's a British Italian. He believes in God, but he's not in a re- not in a religious way. He's a DJ. He likes uh, to do uh, DJing house, hard house, and trance music. Uh, he used to get guests for Charlie Ward show. Um, he's a father of a. Daughter, he is influenced by David Ike. Spoke on Travelgar Square during the pandemic. Uh, he's a drone pilot. Uh, has been a lot. Um, has been to a lot of flood earth meetings, and likes to provide evidence via his drone. He also likes to do travel. Uh, lived in the UK, Australia, and New Zealand. And he likes to dig into energy systems and Tartaria. Please welcome (laughs) A.D. Jackson.
1: Okay, that's it. That's done. I don't don't have to say anything. (laughs) That's wrap. (laughs) Yeah. um, No, with with David Icke, just uh, clarity on that one. David Icke was a part of my awakening process but i i don't really follow david ike anymore um you know that, that but but there's a lot there's a lot um in the last three to four years or on 2024 now so yeah my awakening started uh awakening you know understanding the truth and reality of uh various things in may 2020 so, um, up to that point, I was a nice little brainwashed, uh, British digital slave walking around thinking everything's okay. Uh-huh. Uh, and then, uh, and then, yeah. So, um, so yeah, that, that's a great introduction. Thanks for that. And, um, I guess I'll, you know, could get into it, you know, how, how I, uh. Yes, please do. S- please do. Saw the, saw the, the truth. So, um, uh, up to may 2020 you know i was um you know w- working for a large uh, travel organization i believed the narrative i was w- i was sent home in march i was working from home i had my personal computer playing the news on one screen and doing my work at the same time so uh, you know i was listening to all the updates and to the point where i was uh washing my shopping you know i have mentioned this before uh, <laughs> you know i'm i'm, I'm I'm happy to admit that I was fully brainwashed. And um, so, yeah, so I was, you know, doing these kind of things. And then um, I, um, like April kind of time, April kind of time, I I, um, ended up going to the same town where my mum lives to pick up a package for my missus. I bought her something for her birthday, but it got uh, delivered to the HL depot down there. Mm-hmm. It happened to be in the same town where my mum lives. And I decided to go and visit my mum during these you know, the the lockdowns. It was like uh, you know, because she's got a balcony, so I was just gonna say hello from the balcony because she she'd up to that point she'd been kind of living in Italy for a year. And she'd not she only moved in to a new house in February of twenty twenty. So, um, I'd hardly seen her really for for a year or so, and uh, she'd only just moved in, and all the lockdowns happened. So I thought, pop in anyway. She she's an Italian, so she offered me a plate of pasta, and I was like, okay, I'm going to go up. Who's that? La mamma. Yeah. So we distanced uh, socially and did all the you know the 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 so called rules of uh, of life at that point, and um, and yeah, so. My missus contacted me and basically said, uh, "You've gone inside the house, haven't you?" You because know, I told her I was going to, you know, pop in and see her through the balcony.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And I went, "Yeah, I have." And and uh, so we got into an argument, basically. And she said, "You're not coming home. You've got to stay there for two weeks." And I was like, "I'm, I'm not staying here for two weeks. I haven't got anything with me. i have just come down to get your your gift. I, I'm I'm coming home." Yeah, but my daughter is also. Um, 18 months old at the time or, you know, that, that kind of age. So uh I was like, no, I'm, I'm coming home, I'm coming home. So on the way up, you know, we had a bit of an argument on the phone and I had to pull over in the car and and, and and I said, look, I do the shopping. I go into the supermarkets. I'm surrounded by random people and it's dirty in there. You know, a bit of perfect glass is not going to be cleaner." Then my mum's house my mum's house is you know mash very tidy mm-hmm. and um so that that just snapped something in my head so for the for the for three weeks afterwards i in my own head was just like I'm not believing any of this anymore and i and I switched off the news I switched off sky oh, this is before any other way that I just switched it off uh-huh, and we had really good weather in April of twenty twenty so had some time in the garden It was nice and sunny no chemtrails in the sky I didn't even know what chemtrails were at the time but it was very blue skies and um but something in my head was like this this is all a bit weird and then early may um my missus watches this video it's a three-hour video which happened to be the banned YouTube video which went on to London Real it had like millions of views or something then it got taken yeah. down and it was the David Ike Brian Rose video mm-hmm. so my missus watched that after she'd seen it she says look I've watched this I'm changing my mind I, I don't believe any of the narrative anymore uh-huh. and because, because I kind of sold her you know all of the the fear that I was consuming myself and up, yeah. up, up to that point and I said to her you know you can't change your mind watching a YouTube video. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. So, um, so basically, I said, "Okay, I'll watch it. I'll give it a go." At this point, I had no idea who David Ike was. That's how like asleep I was to things that were going on elsewhere. I, I had no idea. Never heard of him. You know, and I, I, I like football. It, well, I used to be really into football. I didn't even know he was um, a footballer. You know that's how cancelled he must have been in the football world. Like never mentioned. So anyway, I watched this uh, three-hour video, and I think it was on a Monday or a Sunday night, and, and I was I was I was at work at the same time. After after I watched it, I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> My God! Uh, it was, a, I, and oh i actually i want to watch it again because i want to see what what was said in that video that made me really sort of click and 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 think mm-hmm. and um anyway so i i went down the rabbit hole and w- w- within uh, uh, you know i said on george's uh, podcast 120 miles an hour i don't know if it was 115 120 but it was it was fast yeah and um i um I Literally, uh, I watched Out of Shadows, I watched um, Fall of the Cabal, found Bandop Video, Alex Jones, I had no idea who Alex Jones was, and and, and in a, a very short space of time, I just found all this information, it all made sense, and by the end of that week, I was like... Wow. Wow. well, there's a, a whole new world out
0: here. fucking <laughs> like, yeah, like, yeah. like in with out? Like it's like, yeah, yeah. Fucking <laughs> like with Neo in the Matrix, just like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah, exactly,
1: exactly. And and even on that point, what whilst, whilst you mention that, you know you know the lady in the red dress? The, 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 oh, yeah, a, yeah, the, yeah. When they the, walked out the, the red switch. dress in the Matrix, yeah. Do you know the amount of articles in British, uh, uh, what, what do you call them? British tabloids that have a big headline and then there's a lady in a red dress. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I I noticed that like a a few years ago and I I haven't even thought about it until you just mentioned it. But that was going on a lot during COVID. I've got got to watch the the Word seminar because we're on YouTube. But during those lockdown days, that was happening a lot. There would be announcements and there'd be a
0: lady in a red dress in the same... It's, like, it's a little bit from, like from, uh, from Tyler. <laughs> it's just a little bit like Tyler, the Flat Earth, uh, the fittest Flat Earth guy, who who uh, discovered dogs in every single picture NASA provides us. And first of all, I was thinking, oh my god! no, this guy, you know, he he lost it. But then he proves it, and just like, oh my god! But it's they they try to communicate with us in that way. I think. Because they, uh, they, uh, yeah, how how it's called? They 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 want to bring out the news, but they they have to put something in it that you can uh, connect the dots and think, oh, that this is this is bollocks. That this you, you can throw it away just just like that.
1: Yeah, it's, it's kind of like a revelation of the method, and, and also um, uh, what is it? Um, you know, for their own karmic sort of um, ways that they, they, they have to tell us. Mm. So whether a, a producer who happens to be, you know, like a Freemason or something, knows secrets and and everything, in his film, they'll leave codes or TV shows, they'll leave codes and they'll say, we told you, it, and it's up to you to decide if you decode it in
0: the, the right way or not. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, yeah, yeah. Talking about movies and 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 uh, you, you turn off the TV and the news uh, in in twenty twenty when COVID hit, um, do you like to watch movies nowadays, or no? No, I, I I I am, well,
1: I am very. I've changed a lot about myself, you know, like um, t- to the point where I don't say good morning, because morning. Is yes, exactly good death.
0: <laughs> you know, yeah, like yeah. The, 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 your morning. I'm not mourning anything. Spells any. in English language is unbelievable.
1: Yeah. So I say good day. So I happen to live in Australia. So I'm, I'm, you know, if anyone asks, I just oh, I lived in Australia. Pick, picked it up. But but um, uh, yeah, I just say good day, good day now or uh, buongiorno, which is
0: mm. Italian for good day. Yeah, and just uh, so, are, so are very are very are sorry sorry. I have strong days, not weak days. I have strong ends, not weekends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the that, that... part is what you said, just like this. This good morning. Yeah. Um, if you are a, a daughter or a son from someone, uh, you say good morning, dad. What? What the hell is that? I mean, yeah. And mom, just like mummy. Come, I, I mean, I'm oh, like yeah, relate like- that to Egyptian. Yeah, I can't ever even that one. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. That that's but but please uh, please go on. Yeah, yeah. So
1: so um, yeah. Over this time, yeah, you know, uh, I've uh, I've uh, I've changed a lot. Basically, I've changed a lot. So as part of um, you know, but back to the awakening. So something major happened at the end of that that week, which. Um, um, I don't I c I can't remember exactly if I was telling any family or friends at that point what I was looking at in that first week. But at the end of that week there was on, on Facebook there was a page and it was an anti Bill Gates page and there was a lot of followers in there. I think it was over a million at one point. And uh on the on the comments there was uh, this girl who happened to share a website to, excuse me, um, a link to uh, King of dot UK, which is a guy called Joseph Gregory hallett who was claiming to be the rightful king of not only England but New Zealand, Australia, Canada, and other places in the Commonwealth. So, I'll click on this link. By this point, you know, by, by this point, I'd seen so much on the queue stuff, on, um, you know, the, the the child trafficking, just everything at this point. So I click on this, and I, and then on this website, he's got, like, an historical count of the real story with re- re- regards to the royals, right? Hmm. And I'm reading it, and I'm, like, and it was showing you... Um, you know, in the 53 you about the coronation and how that was uh, all fraudulent. Like she should, not, uh, the right, she not didn't have the rightful rights and all of this, how, you know, and I was reading this, I was like, whoa, maybe this is what it's all about. You know, the Corona uh-huh. virus. And, and, you know, that's how it, he was linking it to to that. So anyway, um, for a few days after that, because by finding this information out, I, um, I created a Facebook page. There was no Facebook page uh, about him, so I created one. And um, I fun out with friends and family at this point because quite open-mouthed, you know, like I was, I was sharing, sharing uh, everything. And even you know, when I think about it it's so bad like i was sharing this kind of information with people that I hadn't really spoken to for a long time, but you know I was just I was just so excited I was like look this is all this is all a scam this this whole thing this is a bigger thing I've certainly learned to change my ways let's put it that way <laughs> over that over this time so um so because of this i I went down to my dad's place on the coast um for a couple of weeks to to basically work from home but but at my dad's place and it got intense at home and um because you know like a week beforehand i was someone completely different and a week later i'm just saying then you i know the whole world's a freaking <laughs> it's not what it is yeah like so um so i go down there and i'm at my dad's and my my dad and I are not on the same page of the COVID stuff at all. And, um, it was a, a, a bit, uh, backwards and forth for the first few days that I was there. But then in the end, I was just like, let's not talk about it at all. So mm-hmm. we, so we got the on a rope, keep the peace, you know, and I stayed there and I thought everything was fine. Uh, by the end of that two weeks, uh, uh, but yeah, me me and my dad fell out for a while after that, but, um, I, uh in that time, whilst, whilst I was down there, I uh, got in touch with uh, Gregory Hallett, Joseph Gregory Hallett, and um, explained, you know, I created this Facebook page and everything, and he said that he was getting a, a film crew together to uh, do a documentary. I've got a drone. I said, look, I can come up and do the drone work for you. And yeah, everything is great. So Charlie, Charlie Ward... And uh, there's a guy called Jack Jack Kid, um, and uh, David Mahoney. They were part of the film crew that went up to film this documentary called The Hidden The Hidden King, which you know I did the drone work for. Mm-hmm. And um, so we we get up there. So this was in early June. So at the time, you know, this the madness was still going on. But but you know for. For me, from May to June of that time, you know, all of a sudden, I'm on my way to film a documentary <laughs> <laughs> for a guy that's claiming the monarchy, which is, you know, a big subject when you really think about it.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely, that could that that could
1: just shuffle the world a little bit. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I can understand why my friends. Were against my ideas and what I was doing, but I was just going with the flow. I was like, I was like, look, I found out all this information, and you're living a lie at the moment with all your freaking nonsense of social distancing and all that. If you want to believe all of that, go right ahead. But mm. there's a whole different thing going on right here, and this makes more sense to me. So I'm gonna go with that, and I'm gonna have a look and see what's going on. Yeah. So, um. So I went up there and I did the drone work and it was very well made. The, the guy who, who, who made it was, uh, you know, a professional filmmaker and has done some bits. So, um, really well produced and it it was great to be a part of. So, you know, the first two days that we were there, we're only supposed to be there for two days in this one property. I did say on the, um, uh, the, the Flat Earth Files podcast with George that, um, Jack, who was friends with a guy who owned this this big property, mm-hmm. also had another friend in Norfolk, um, and rang him up and said, Look, we're we're in the area. Um, we were doing this filming, and the other guy said, Yeah, come round, we'll we'll put a dinner on and um, you know, have a bit of a social. Uh-huh. Turns out he's the neighbor. Like I said, but these are big properties, right? So it was like a field away. So so literally we walked across the field and we were at this other property which the guy jack knew both of these other guys separately and they happened to be neighbors but i mean that you know wow when, when all, yeah like when all of this stuff is going on and they're like you know everything was aligning all the stars are lot you know everything was just like wow this is this is crazy so like so off off, off we went and we ended up staying there for a week pretty much two days there and then five days at the other property because it's a it's a wedding venue so uh you know it, it can it can host um some people and the, the guys are really sound i'm still uh, friends with him who owns that, that that property and um yeah we just had a good time did the did the filming um i met many many great people there and there's a guy there called tom numbers who's very um you know he's 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 on the YouTube kind of world, uh, uh, the site club. He, he does a lot with with numbers, obviously mm. called Tom Tom Numbers, and he's he's interviewed a lot of people in the the truth movement. Um, a lot more on the political side of stuff and Trump and you know the Q mm. kind of people. So you know, and I was um for uh, for me, I was on that. Trump train until Bound Flat Earth. Huh. In, in June 2021. But you know, before I get there, you know, like um uh the, the, you know, this this documentary went out in, in July and um it was uh it was getting a lot of uh, sort of hype and and everything. But then but then by August of twenty twenty in fact, on my actual birthday, I was contacted by Greg and he says, look, uh, oh, he wants his guy to do the Facebook page. And I said, yeah, yeah, fine. So he ended up ended up doing it. And that was the last contact that I had with Greg. And that story kind of just started to fizzle out in August 2020. But but by this point, um, I'd already lost a lot of, so-called best mates mm. at that point, and and me, my dad, brother, and my mum at the start were you know were on different pages. Yeah. Um, but um, you know, so so like like I changed my mind before in the April time with the whole COVID stuff. In my own head, I ch- sort of changed my mind with this, uh, you know, the, the Greg story, and you know what what whatever. Greg thinks, you know, this guy's got a lot of knowledge. You know, he's not—he's not stupid. Let's put it that way. But you know, for 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 many people, it's like he, you know, he's—he's an idiot that that he could claim to to do do this. Um, he has actually got a lot of things to say, and we had some good conversations, and that. Yeah, uh, we're in 2024, and uh, we've still got uh, Jimmy Savile's best mate in uh, in uh, Bucket and Palace. Oh, <laughs> so it yeah. came out. Yeah, yeah. So, um, Hidden King, the Hidden King. So, I I believe it's you can still find it on um, on YouTube. I'm sure. Um, I'll, I'll have a look here if at the end you've got links and stuff to, to add in the show notes yeah I'll, I'll i'll see if i can find a link um so so yeah it, it was well made and then there was another part coffee with the king and coffee with the king part two and uh you know it was all, it was all filmed at the same time but it was just released in three different parts um mm. and well made and then and then the story with that is um that I carried on filming a few episodes in in Spain and Portugal, which is part of uh, Greg's story there. Um, but uh, yeah, but for me, you know, I was never, I was not involved. I was not involved in the the Spain or Portugal, mm-hmm. art kind of thing. So um, I just lost contact. And and then at the same time with all with all that going on, I then found um, uh, lots of videos of, of things going on for freedom for the children in the US. And then there was a a, a girl here that, that decided to do it in the UK, mm-hmm. so I contacted her and I offered to help her to get on to the Charlie Ward show, to promote it, to, you know, get awareness of it, mm-hmm. and it worked because her page had like 200 people subscribe to the, that page on Facebook, and then after the Charlie Ward show, it went up to like 1,000, 2,000 people. Wow. So, um, and 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 through that, uh, Lucy Davis um, was also helping Laura out at Freedom for the Children. Mm-hmm. So on the twenty second of August, uh, twenty twenty, we went to London. Uh, we met up. Um, Where well, we actually started near near the near, near the London Eye. Lovely day, lovely sunny day. It met up near the London Eye, and there's about two thousand of us all um you know marching to uh, you know to expose um the child trafficking and everything that was going on and 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 up to that point I'd I'd never been to a protest of any kind and to be surrounded by all types of people and like that that kind of done the research I've been doing for the last couple of months was just eye-opening and refreshing. I actually spoke to a few people that had actually suffered satanic ritual abuse. They've actually been through it. And to actually, you know, it's very emotional stuff, right? You know, like I I have, you know, not suffered in any way at any point in my life. But then to actually speak to people face-to-face that have gone through that kind of stuff, you're like, whoa, you know, so... Like I said, I said to George, you know, like the armor of God just seems to get on it and you're, you're, you're good to go. You know, like this, this is, this is it. Mm. So, um, so, and then, and then, um, you know, at that point the police were walking with us. They made sure that we walked through the traffic, you know, we walked over, you know, past parliament, Big Ben, um, up to uh, Buckingham Palace and, um, they let us do it and they assisted us wow yeah and then uh, the next week happened to be the anti-lockdown marches where david ike spoke at trafalgar square i think that was the 29th of august which was a bank holiday weekend but obviously everyone was still uh living in the fear and you know it was it was a different type of weekend mm. so um through that, I met um, Tiana at that that march, and Tiana's done a lot of interviews. So I set her up with Charlie Ward. You know, she, she she had an interview with Charlie, and she kind of went on and did her own thing. And I've had a chat with Tiana and David Weiss later on. Like, Ron, like oh, I saw and, that yeah. one, yeah, saw that a year later, yeah. And I was, I, you know, I was uh, because I haven't got a, uh, a show or anything. I was like wanting to go on chat today with weiss but uh t- i know i knew tiana and she had a um, good platform and she had some some good interviews beforehand so um, it worked out worked out that way that wasn't until september 2021 so like we're still in sort of, mm-hmm. excuse me 2020 so um so yeah go, you know going go to the marches you know so from Three months ago, watching the YouTube thing with David Icke and Brian Rose, and the next thing you know it, I'm in Trafalgar Square, and David Icke's chatting away, and um, you know the frontline. the, the Dads Band, you know that you could stick the New World or the... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, you know, like, yeah, 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 that was all sung in, in in Trafalgar. Honestly, like when I think about it, it was just one of the most amazing things to to have. To have ever seen, you know, such a—you don't really know it at the time, but it, it's like a very historical moment. In, um, oh
0: yeah, the energy must be unbelievable, great
1: Ah, yeah, because so you, you, you—you knew you weren't allowed to be there, and then all of a sudden you're in Central London <laughs> at Trafalgar Square, and you know you're meeting people that were all done the same research. You're mm. not alone. You're not. You're not. Um, you're not alone basically. So so um so that I felt wow this is this is this is great. People are waking up, this is we're we're going to defeat this and we're gonna defeat it very soon. Mm. <laughs> Obviously that wasn't the case, but uh, you know uh, we we um I went every um week and I was make, I was making lots of friends in, in this time as well. Um and I was going going every week but as the weeks went on the police started arresting and beating people up for no reason to cause a reaction and when you when you see it in with your own eyes and 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 I saw some of the footage of what was going on in Holland as well in the Netherlands yeah you know they they were using dogs i've seen for everything every, yeah. Dogs, batons, horses, you know, they, they really go for it in the Netherlands. It wasn't quite as bad as that, as what I saw, what was going on in the Netherlands, mm. uh, from Telegram and everything, but it was bad. It, you know, they were getting old ladies and chucking them to the floor and... <laughs> <It> was unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And um, so... Seeing all this with your own eyes and seeing doctors get arrested and everything, you know, it wasn't it wasn't just an online thing anymore. It was like my reality. It was like this is happening in front of me. Oh, and uh, I I then started to think, right, this uh, whole new world order agenda. This this, this is in real time. It, it's what they're happening want. right now. Yeah, it's happening right now. Yeah. So um, it got to. You know, I was going to Birmingham as well, Bristol and Brighton. Some of the marches there. I actually, spoke at the Oxford one.
0: <laughs> yeah, <like laughs> a can minute Speech, right? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. When you came out of the hospital because you were no, no, that was that was a couple of years later. So okay, uh, yeah. So, so September the 10th. I know I'm very good with dates. So September the 10th, 2020 was on a Thursday and uh, there was like an anti-lockdown COVID -COVID, anti-COVID lockdown tour across the UK and uh, it happened to be in Oxford so I used to live in Oxford and um, I went there it was a Thursday and Mark Devlin uh, did a a speech there and then there was just like a a gap where um, no one was speaking and it was it wasn't that busy you know people were still staying at home saving lives and, and all that yeah. like, <laughs> afraid of going to to the open air <laughs> yeah exactly so uh, i i just went on there and 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 we spoke for about 10 minutes and it, there wasn't that many people around but we did get a bit of abuse um in that time but you know i would never i would never imagine uh, up to uh, a few months ago i'd be in central oxford getting on a mic and talking about the stuff that i was talking about like uh, it's just uh, a very very surreal time mm. but um yeah so um so anyway so st- went went to a lot of the the marches and as time went up, up time went on up to de- december um it was uh getting very uh brutal so mm there was a there was a gap between december and march where there were of marches i mean it was it was winter as well mm-hmm. not that you shouldn't stand up for freedom in winter but you know it was um
0: was let, it with the curfew did you also had a curf- uh, curfew like 10 o'clock you you shouldn't supposed to be uh, outside we
1: we never had curfews so okay. so so we had you know like a hard lockdown up to i think about july or august and then then there was the sort of a reopening a bit between August and September. Oh, wow. And it was kind of like eat out to help out and all these kind of government funded um, uh, things. Hmm. But then they announced a tiered lockdown on the 31st of October. So they announced it on Halloween. I can't stand Halloween, though, but yeah. And- <laughs> Makes sense now yeah yeah i've never liked it anyway but like now i really just dis- despise it like and and then um on the then they announced a tiered lockdown on, on the 31st and then they uh they were going to put it into place on the 5th of november which was guy fawkes night so you know when you know dates and what had dates of meaning and words of meaning and all of this so so that was what they did and i was like can nobody see
0: this i mean it's yeah, so flayed yeah, yeah. and it's <laughs> out of the roof just <laughs> like what come on just look one or two uh youtube things that i will send you look at it and make up your own mind and there's no way that you can uh beat Ryan bush you, you yeah. can see them right in front of you but somehow people are just like okay yep, yep. <laughs> yeah it just, just flies over the head. um so yeah
1: so that so they announced this tiered lockdown there in in november so so then all the counties became like tier two, tier three, tier four. And you could see all the fear, like, you know, Manchester's gone red and London's yeah. red and uh, Oxfordshire is yellow. And and I was just like, crazy. It was a crazy time. So um, I, I said to, you know, on George's podcast that, you know, um, although all of this was going on, I still had a fairly young daughter at the time. And we were enjoying ourselves, you know, we were having family times, so we were going to playgrounds, so we were going for walks, you know, we weren't stopping that. Mm-hmm. So when it come down to to Christmas, we were able to, you know, families cancelled Christmas, but we were like, we ain't cancelling Christmas, even though now I know there's other meanings to Christmas, but you know, you've got, you've got, you've got to play the, the games somehow. Um, <laughs> crazy. Uh, so we, we decided to go to Devon and we had four or five days in, in Devon and we rented this amazing property, which we would never be able to rent, uh, in any other time of the year. And they, they gave it to us for a third of the actual price. And it was 11 bedroom, no, 11 people place, farmhouse. Wow. Amazing. And then, and then on Christmas day, we, um, Went to uh, Mothercombe Beach down there, and from three to four, had the whole beach to ourselves on, on Christmas Day. So just like amazing Christmas uh, with a fire, had a nice meal. Then we went to the beach. It was all, all to ourselves. <laughs> was, cool. We were enjoying ourselves, you know. You no, know, not not living in fear. Anyway, so um, come, you know, there was a bit of a, it it, it did go into uh, proper lockdowns again, sort of January. January twenty twenty one, and then Brexit Brexit happened. Of course, at the same time, and it was such a a non event, right? There was all this hype between twenty sixteen to twenty twenty of Brexit, 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 Brexit all the time, yeah. and then when it actually happened because of the lockdowns, it was like it didn't even happen. So that wasn't even an, an issue anymore. Because everyone was not traveling through right? <laughs> Europe anyway. <laughs> so, I, and I think that was all part of it as well. That mm. all of that was now Now looking back was just distraction, 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 yeah. distraction. And in the meantime, scripted, you know, John Hopkins University, uh, Bill Gates, Event 201, all of this stuff was going on elsewhere. But in the other countries, you're thinking about Brexit and all of this kind of stuff, just distractions, distractions. Mm. So, when, and now when I think about it, you know, uh, it, it's all these tactical things that they're doing so um, so yeah so then so then uh, the, with the hard lockdowns at, at that time once again they started back up with the big London marches in, in March but by, by this point the numbers grew mm. because they went for another lockdown I think you know in in this t- time period there was a lot of people losing their businesses losing their jobs you know, yeah. not being able to see family members, people have died, they haven't had birthdays. This psychological attack on on everybody. Well, yeah. So, you know, the numbers grew. And by May and June of 2021, we had 1 million to 1.5 million people marching through the streets of London. Wow. And it was... It was insane. It was insane. Oracle, Oracle videos, Oracle films have done a, an amazing six-minute video of I think the one in May or June and it's worth watching. I'll, I'll try and find the link and uh, so, so, so people can see it and, and check out what, what was actually going on in London and they used a the drone and I don't know how they managed to take off because um, that's the only area in England where it is literally you cannot fly unless you get uh uh-huh. all, all uh ac- axes but anyway so um yeah th- this was all all kicking off but in that time so going on to flat earth I oh, you know like I said I was doing all this networking I was helping Charlie wood uh through his contact Lee um get get guests on and you know I was, I was going to these marches meeting uh Cool people, they had interesting things. They were going on chatting with Charlie, and, and so forth. And then David Weiss went on, around about March or April of 2021, and I watched it. And I had no contact with David. I didn't even know who he was. And I watched it, and I was like, "Ah, oh, that's interesting." <laughs> like, like that actually makes sense. Like the whole thing made sense to me. That whole interview made sense. Yeah, and. um I'd heard other commentators in the truth community talk about it, say the Earth is flat, but I'd never seen any content up to that point. I'd just heard say, "Yeah, the Earth is flat," but it wasn't like, um, "Oh my gosh, that's that's crazy!" Because I never trusted the moon landings. Mm-hmm. The the information that I'd seen over the last year with with everything, you know, at, at that point, I because I, I was never into aliens or anything like that i was for that that year so 2020 to 2021 because like you know maybe all of this is true like you know maybe there are aliens maybe there are bases on the moon you know all of this kind of, yeah, yeah, yeah. A, lot, a lot a lot of the stuff that gaia push yeah you know gaia gets sponsored and yeah ads on youtube like so so that that was all kind of in the background and in all of this and um you know, the Inter- Intergalactic Federation and all of this kind of stuff that, that's, that was talked about. Um, so, yes, yeah, so I watched that interview with Dave Weiss. It made, it made sense to me. And and as I was going to the marches, I was kind of like testing, you know, what do you think about Flat Earth then, you know, to, to some of the people around me? And, you know, and it was just like a, a side thing. But, but come June, 20, 20, 20, June 2021, when I was moving house, because I got so fed up with looking into the COVID stuff and everything, I decided to, um, you know, look into it. So I, f- I found Dave Weiss again, found his interviews, and through that I found ODD TV. This is one of his T-shirts. Um, and, uh, you know, Dave Dave Murphy, alleged, allegedly Dave, uh, Mark Sargent, the Flat Earth Clues, and I started watching this all this kind of content, and by the time I had the moving date, you know the, that we we moved house, mm-hmm. I was like, it's one hundred percent flat. Like there is, you know, I was I was properly paying attention to the Everything. stars, the moon, yeah. yeah, and and I was like, hmm. yeah, each night those stars are there. If we if
0: we're supposed to supposed to be flying flying a base. Yeah. <laughs> well it makes been... no sense to to see every <laughs> yeah. night the same sky. Exactly.
1: And and at that time at that time of year it was June, it was nice weather. And I and I don't remember that chemtrails I'm sure they were around, but it's not as bad as, as it has been since I've
0: started noticing chemtrails. One hundred percent. Because yeah. you could see clearly if there was a plane flying, everybody was watching because everybody was sitting outside. The weather was great as you said. Yeah. And people were uh walking a little bit more. Um so they paid more attention to nature to, to, to new no to look up and stuff like that. So yeah. it, it's just like if you like uh living in a street where no cars normally pass, if a car passes it's just like what what is this? So I totally agree with you that in well, about two years there was a, a sky with almost no uh flights. It was Beautiful blue that uh, nature gained back. So yeah. some paths that you could walk in nature, uh, at forest tracks and stuff like that. They they were just o- almost overwhelmed by new greenery. I love that. <laughs>
1: yeah, 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 and yeah. yeah. It was amazing. It was amazing. It was like um, you could the, the sky at night was 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 great. You know, you could, you could really notice it and pay attention. Mm. Obviously, changed in the last couple of years, like especially here in the UK. Oh, yeah. Um, so, so yeah. So, um, so when when I started looking at this, you know, I I said to my missus, you know, I was like, uh, you know, the earth's flat, you know. <laughs> and she was like... How <laughs> <laughs> she react? She was like, oh, no. You know, because like a year before, I was looking into the, the King stuff, you know. Yeah. <laughs> the, the guy trying to take over the monarchy. A year later, I'm saying the earth is flat. And, um, so, uh, but you know, like I started sending her a couple of little videos here and there and, and she, she watched it and, and then she, she watched, I think, um, level.
0: Oh, Sean Hibbler. Yeah. Of that. Oh yeah. And and it's a like few other little episodes bit. of it, right? Level, level with me. And the next level. And the next level. Yeah. And he's making a new movie about, uh, the old world order, yeah, I can't wait for that. That's going to be yeah. Check out that guy's uh, listeners because he 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 made really good documentary and it makes sense when you look at it. So uh, if you watch those three, bit, yes, you watch level and and I think flatten the
1: curve made by uh, v- Vika Drizev. He mm-hmm. does he um, does a podcast as well, and uh, yeah, fl- fl- flatten the Flatten the curve was when they uh, interviewed all the sort of uh, submarine operators and uh, ex U.S. Navy pilots, and that, that's really well made as well. So she watched those two things plus a few little clips here and there, and she was like, "Oh yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's flat as well." So it, it, it makes sense to her as well. But my missus is the type not to look into stuff constantly, uh, mm-hmm too much going on i'm a little bit different process <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I, I used to be really into football and uh you know I'm a manchester united fan right and uh I, I still watch manchester united for the 90 minutes like i zone out watch the game i, I enjoy playing game games football. that everybody
0: the, the, the bread and play that everybody needs
1: yeah but but like i actually like the game of football so you know I'm sure uh, the game of football wasn't invented for the purpose of, you know, let's distract the population so we can take over. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yes, 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 So you know, sport is enjoyable if you play it, or sometimes watch it. You know, tennis, I like. I like playing table tennis all this kind of stuff. So, you know, you've got to have some enjoyment in life, and children enjoy playing sports. So, I don't really necessarily totally subscribe to. Oh, uh, you know, it's bread in circuses, uh, that's they just distract the people. Because if you're not doing that kind of thing, what else are you gonna be doing with, with your time? You know, you, mm-hmm. need, you need to d- do something, stay fit. So playing sports I think is good. But the 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 surrounding side of it of the money that goes into the Premier League, the sponsorship and all of that kind of stuff, that that is definitely captured and uh, you know, the mm. showing um What they want you to see using big football players with the one-eyed symbolism and all this kind of stuff. Oh yeah, that's definitely going on. So I've at this point I do watch the game, but there's no after talk, pre-match talk. I used to watch uh, (laughs) Man United fan fan, fan (laughs) channels. Yeah, no, I'd waste so much time watching that that stuff that I just um, just I don't bother anymore but mm. um yeah so um so yeah did you want to ask me any questions or i've been been chatting yeah
0: yeah that's, <laughs> that's okay that's okay just go out just like uh, it is it's part of your story i i came to like uh, i like to say a spiritual frontline warrior because you were uh, also doing the marches and stuff like that in london and of course as you said in other places of of the uk um were you feeling at one point point when you uh saw with your own eyes that the police was um yeah was doing a a lot of bad stuff that that doesn't make sense you know like beating up uh, people and and stuff like that weren't you afraid about your own um life then yeah weren't you afraid about you know getting arrested and stuff like that and and uh yeah um
1: Yes and no. I mean, I was very close to it. I had friends that I was with. um, A mum and a mum and uh, son combo got arrested. Um, You know that there was the mum, son and daughter, and the mum and son got arrested. Um, I was very close to it, uh, but I wasn't shy in letting feelings. (laughs) I've got, I've got, I've got, got this little. uh bad boy that i got off uh oh <laughs>
0: yeah <you know>. oh ladies <laughs> and gentlemen he's showing uh what's it called a megaphone no megaphone yeah yeah a megaphone so, yeah yeah megaphone
1: so um yeah that, that makes way some of, noise. <laughs> does make some noise and I'm, I'm loud enough without it anyway so um yeah i i um i was just very uh i, I guess uh aware of where i was at, at these points um you know if you're you know the I don't know but the, the, the thing is though, they were just randomly picking people out of the of the crowd mm. so that someone could just be walking along and they'd just pick them out throw them to the ground and arrest them so so yeah that could have happened ha- happened to me so you know when you were walking around you were
0: you know yeah 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 you look around just just to be uh be careful about what 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 could happen of course yeah you so the, you know the adrenaline's there plus plus
1: the people looking at the protesters you know um we got abuse from them as well so you you don't know
0: who's yeah yeah in the crowd that, you know they there's call, a lot of uh, they call it romeos here in the netherlands so they, they were people that were basically in the crowd um and of course the, sometimes you need to be just like w- with a football game when you got some hooligans lined up uh the police knows who who the 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 hard uh, center is of, of, you know, trouble in, yeah. in, the, in the city and stuff like that. So that's good. But now they put it against people that were uh, basically having a peaceful mind with a peaceful demonstration, and it yeah. didn't make any sense because, um, yeah, you, just like you mentioned, you saw some uh, footage here from the Netherlands. Mm. Uh, that was one of the reasons, and maybe I chickened out, but also um, I just had my head spinning around. I was, uh, for, for, for me in 2020, when it when COVID hit in the Netherlands, it was in March. And on Friday, just before the lockdowns in that weekend, on Friday, I dealt with a burnout. And that came just like a, a, a presence from God because I knew I couldn't fed up anymore because we have some yellow vests going on in Europe with protesting, especially in France, in France, yeah. um, it, there were so many things, you know, there were, all all of Europe were suddenly, uh, you know, some little fires going on with people that would fed up against the government about uh, the new decisions, new laws and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to, uh, uh, to reach out and go into the demonstrations and protests and stuff like that. But I also knew when I'm going to do that, I will expose myself because 100% they're going to record it, uh, make pictures and I could have a very hard time for myself. Mm. But the funny thing is, uh, it was on a Friday when uh, I snapped, literally snapped. Um, I was driving with my girlfriend uh, in a car when something happened and and I said, I'm I'm sorry for my reaction, but there's something going on with me. And she said, you're I got very tinkling eyes because I love life and I love everything around it, but all of a sudden it was just like a demon black. There was no no soul anymore in my eyes. And on Saturday she called me. and She said, well, what, "What can I do for you? What do you want?" And I said, "I want everybody to shut the, you know, <laughs> shut up, and yeah. uh, I, I want everything to be stopped." And then after a few hours she called me. And she said you i don't know what you did but um i lived upon a bar at that time and she said everyone is going to get out within one hour now because we're going to have a lockdown so your wishes have been heard whoa mm-hmm. and that was very good for me at that time there was a lockdown and there uh i digged into some uh, london real before you know I, I loved his guest with brian rose i uh, uh, actually um was on a business accelerator course with uh with Brian Rose uh, wow. because I really liked what he uh, what he had message and and what what kind of life that he had and then of course the cra- it was a thing was a freedom platform or something like that where he um actually raised some money to get the speech out with uh, David Icke. it was in the middle of the night i think it was for me or was it was a was a strange day, but I listened to that also and uh um I was already interested in some things, but the lockdown gave me mm. more time to expand my interest in things. So what yeah. they did with the lockdown was okay, first of all, I love nature, so I was surrounded with uh, you know, more birds. I saw um uh not nothing was cut down in nature. Uh blue skies, as you mentioned, there, it was silence. No cars, no, no like uh, distraction uh, vibrations, uh, some energies that going on, just like Zen for me. Yeah. And that was my period when I had to crawl up um, in a black, deep hole and just all of a sudden came more to some uh, to stuff that interested me. Yeah. And uh, yeah, just like I said, I, I didn't went to, uh, to, to some protests because I had this, this strange feeling. And then all of a sudden I saw with one of the biggest protests that they made here in, in Holland and, in, uh, and Den Hague, the Hague. Mm. um, friends of, of mine went there and they were really molested by police for no reason. Yeah. And then I said to myself, Oh, maybe, maybe that's one of the, the, the gut feeling that I had. I, I shouldn't be there because I'm a big guy. You know, um, I have, I have, uh, not like normal clothing in the in the sense I got a Flecktarn a German jacket. So when I'm gonna walk there, I, I, I could be picked out of a thousand people just like that. You know? just, <laughs> yeah. oh, that you know get the guy, get that guy. Yeah, but yeah. Um, um, somehow I I, uh, I tried to spread the word, and just like you said, there are a lot of people um, and it's funny, it, it's funny. when you talk about people about 9/11 uh, about the moon landing, Um, And George Hobbs uh, always mentions that, but it's true. Or uh, about the uh, pandemic, these are some topics that people can get a normal relation to you if you disagree with them somehow. You know, sometimes it's a little bit more verbal fight, you know, your word against them. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to uh, all the studies that you did and all the people that you talked to and all the videos that you looked at, wait a minute. I don't think we're living on a globe. Whoa! Well, there's there's some you know there's a king who raises his castle and you can get in 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 no other direction than okay, mm-hmm. maybe we should stop talking about this topic because it makes no sense. And uh, just just like you said, there are a lot of people, uh, a lot of friends, and and also family that just like oh no no Rob he's he lost his way you know. <laughs> And um, they don't even want to to look at evidence. Even when you talked about a topic um, and you say, okay, I'm going to send you a link, just look at it. And you send the link like a 50-minute video. And within two seconds, oh, this is bullshit. You haven't looked at it yet. So, yeah, that was one of the hard things for me. But um, you you did also, or you also had, um, did this... um, this virus uh going on all in you right so you went to the to the hospital coughing up blood right as i remember, and, and and you you didn't want to the uh, uh you didn't want the test but yeah they did anyways
1: uh did you, want... you want me to explain explain that yeah please what do okay. okay okay so yeah so um so uh, on the timeline, so June 2021 to December 2021. Uh, before, before I touch on that, I'll just say that I started doing some local activism with uh, I called Rebels on Roundabouts, uh, holding the yellow boards because the um, the website here is called the Yellow Card Scheme. So if there's uh, injuries, uh, you go on Yellow Card MHRA. M- uh, so we were standing on roundabouts and we were doing uh, local activism in Oxford and the Cotswolds, and this was happening across the UK. So a lot of the the main uh, sort of um, protests had now sort of fizzled out from London and everyone was just doing more uh, big meetups, some in York, some in Manchester, and in obscure places. You know, on Telegram, we used to follow all these, um, uh, you know, the stand in the park and rebels and roundabouts uh pages and, uh, and people would share all these video clips and and i think um because of that uh people who may have had a friend you know so-called conspiracy theorist friend that all of a sudden they're driving around and they see uh these yellow boards and they it's matching what their friends are saying and maybe they start looking into it and all of this kind of stuff so i i'm 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 sure that the local activism in that time between uh, j- uh june uh, the, sorry august 2021 to february 2021 stopped the lockdowns
0: they they stopped it in february 2022 was getting too much attention to that they knew and yeah. was waking up right
1: yeah yeah i i I believe so but Yes, my, uh, my time in hospital, like, you know, living these last two years uh, at, at this point. So, this is December, December the 28th. Um, December the 28th, I was with my family. It was about eight o'clock at night. And then all of a sudden, my body just went, whoosh. I felt, I felt it. I just felt like all the soul had just been, you know, drained, drained out of my system. And I was like, oh, I need to go to bed, I need to go to bed now, and I need to go and lie down. And I and I basically stayed in bed until the 6th of January. Um, wow. And I was getting worse each day. And I went through a roller coaster of different pains. So I had headaches, I had coughing, I had the runs. You know, it, it was just everything. Um, I wasn't feeling very well Christmas Eve. Had a bit of a cold you know like um but then i was fine boxing day and on the 27th we had um my, my friend fam- my, my brother and his family were actually living in holland at the time they were there for a year and uh, they'd actually came back so we had a you know like my my side of the family christmas day on the 27th of december mm-hmm. and, uh, and I, I cooked for them and i was, I was, I was absolutely fine but then, yeah, I ended up. Um, I'm a bit jealous. <laughs>
2: yeah,
0: bit. but this is a normal one. This is a cigar for, for uh
1: cigar. I it's cigar. I'm
0: not jealous then.
2: Okay. Uh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I'm I'm a private hire driver now, so I don't I, don't, I can't do that stuff anymore. But um, I, mm. I,
0: I, I did I did uh, like it back in the day. Oh, I can uh, tell you, I, I did that almost every single day yeah until like two months ago something uh i, I like to challenge myself e- even if it's gonna be you know when i see my own patterns uh, and i think oh wait a minute that's not healthy or that's something like you know i should change i no. want to change that and and all of a sudden like i'm i'm almost 51 uh years young all of a sudden, two months ago, I just had something like, you know what? I'm not going to bed before I'm going to have a joint normally, but now yep. I will. And somehow it it uh, I don't have the cravings and stuff like that, and I don't say I I won't do it anymore. Yeah. But it's something like, uh, I'm, especially when you're doing podcasting and and the stuff that I do in, in 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 business life and stuff like that. Sometimes you need to clear your head. Yeah. And um, t- taking a joint is, is is I mean I love it still. It's like uh drinking a beer, I love it, but the the way I look at it now and the way I'm uh, uh more yeah. self-discipline. Yeah. More self. got to challenge yourself when yeah. when you want to get uh, getting another level somehow.
1: Yeah.
0: And it makes sense because I got got a little bit more open eyes. <laughs> this is car by the way for the people yeah. that are listening. Any yeah. thought I was uh smoking some nice spliff or a joint or how you call it yeah. in, uh, in english But well, this is just normal uh vanilla cigar mm. right okay <laughs> <laughs> because i don't smoke anymore yeah that's the basic stuff that i put myself up that um uh, you know the, the excuses that that my own system uh it takes care of you know i'm not yeah. smoking cigarettes and stuff like that but i'm gonna have a cigar <laughs> <laughs> yeah but please tell yeah. so so you um so yeah. basically, you, you, uh, from from Christmas to Boxing Day until sixth January, you 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 were really bad because you were coughing blood, right?
2: Yeah.
1: So so up on this on the sixth of January, when I woke up, um, you know that's that's quite a a date, isn't it, with the so called insurrection in the US and Epiphany as well. You know, it's, a, it's quite an important date in the Canada, but um, I. Um, I, yeah, well, I basically woke up and uh, I was coughing blood, and up to that point, you know, because everything that had re- been researched, you know, I didn't, I didn't want to go to hospital, but um, my missus was getting in a bad way as well. She was starting to really deteriorate and wasn't able to look after me anymore. You know, my 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 daughter was. Uh, yeah, three and a half or something at the time. So, so, you know, toddler, very young, needed to look after her already. So, um, judges so I just called up the, um, uh, uh, 999 and they were within the house in, in an hour. Yeah. And within an hour and a half, I was in the ambulance and, uh, and they w- wheeled me away. But, you know, I was so, uh, <laughs> Sort of strong-minded that I I thought that I'd be back the same night. Wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got a story to tell you too about that. But go <laughs> no ahead. Yeah, yeah. So um. So anyway. So they. Uh, so you know. Uh, you know, COVID for me still to this day is just a word. I think they rebranded in- influenza, mm-hmm. and, and you know maybe 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 there's some sort of poisonous things in the in the sky i, I don't know i yeah. don't know what
0: it was it, that it that, makes that no up. sense to 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 have something yeah. yeah different okay yeah yeah but i was gotcha. i
1: was definitely in a bad way and uh it, the, you know in the end uh you know I'll, I'll, I'll tell the hospital story but they they diagnosed me with severe covid pneumonitis that's what they diagnosed me <laughs> the so called delta variant but um yeah so I, I I get I get I get to the hospital. They put a PCR test up my nose in the ambulance. I didn't want it. And then uh, they took me in and they put me in this sort of it was a waiting room but not with other people. It was just like um like a room that you wait in before you get a hospital bed.
0: Oh yeah, yeah.
1: And it was January, the window was open, it was freezing cold. You know, considering I'd been lying down like this for, you know, like eight, eight, nine days in my bed warm. Uh-huh. To then be uh luckily I wore my, uh, I wore my dressing gown. So I was I had my dressing gown but you know, window I feel God, I feel cold think, thinking about it. <laughs> and then uh <laughs> and then um yeah, so I'm in this waiting room. So I get there about eleven o'clock in the morning and then uh, um you know, I get these doctors coming in they're all asking me all these questions you know jab and all this kind of stuff i said no it got it got to about two o'clock in the afternoon maybe three o'clock i'd I'd been for a ct scan and and all of this and this female doctor comes in and she basically says you know quite calmly sits down next to me you know we're um, we're gonna give you remdesivir we're gonna give you to sit and uh, and all of this and kind kind of said it very casually. Got up and left. And I was like, where
2: Have
1: I heard that before? So, so I, I I I you know all the research and everything about everything. I'd kind of heard about Realm Despicable, but I hadn't really looked into it too much. So anyway, I went on uh, Bitshoot instead of YouTube, YouTube or anything. Yeah. Else. I just went on BitChute and I typed in remdesivir and up pops up 10 results and one of them was a 17-minute video by Dr. Brian Ardis who um, his father-in-law of May 2020 was taken into hospital, was given remdesivir. That's the protocol in the US. You've really got no option mm-hmm. uh, in the US. You, you go it's into light hospital. Light on his belly, well, probably. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they give you it. Uh, I think that's how Rob Skiba went big, big flat earther. Yeah, you know I, I was watching a, an interview actually with uh, Rob Skiba's son, Jeremiah Skiba, and Eddie Bravo. Um, he might be worth having a chat to oh, with yeah. for, for a future podcast if you can Absolutely. get hold of him. <laughs> get hold of him. Yeah, it'll be a it'll be a good one. You know, he he's uh, he seems. I haven't finished the podcast yet, but he seems to be wanting to uh, follow in his father's footsteps and. um you know, expose, uh, uh, the truth. Mm. So, uh, which is, which is great. Um, but yeah, so I watched this video, uh, uh, on Bitshoot and, um, basically Dr. Brian Ardis, who had this situation happening in his own personal life, had then spent from May 2020 to that point, you know, January 2022, looking into Remdesivir, what it does and everything. So, so his research found that they were given this to Ebola patients in 2018, mm-hmm. and 54 percent of these Ebola patients in in Africa that they 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 gave it to um, they ended up dying. Right. So, so what? So what happens is when you take remdesivir, it shuts down your kidney and liver functions, and then your bodily fluids that naturally go through your kidneys and liver mm-hmm. build up and the, the water, the fluids, goes into your lungs and you end up drowning from pulmonary edema. So that's wow. this major side effect of, of Ramdecibit. So I'm, I watched this video. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm like look, look, At this point, I am old I am feeble. I've not been to the toilet properly. I haven't eaten very well. I am the weakest I've ever felt, and I—I I knew that had I taken remdesivir, it would have killed me probably that day. Yeah, it—it it, would have finished me off because I—I I had no strength at that point. Huh. So anyway, I watched this video. You know, <laughs> holy craps. So then, literally about an hour, two hours later, the nurse comes in—a male nurse comes in with the remdesivir on the on the thing because they'd already put the um, oh yeah she thing ready yeah. to go, huh? And um, oh, and another thing—they they gave me another PCR test in that waiting room against my will. I did not want it, but she just shoved it up my nose went, like that, and you know, and, oh, jumped it on. So two two of them—the one in the ambulance—he was a bit uh, more. Um, Nicer about the the whole situation, but the, not the nurse uh, in in the waiting room. Mm. So I was very, very annoyed by that. Um, so obviously they said I tested positive for COVID. So you know I don't believe in the PCR test, so, but 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 there you go. Carrie um, Mullis, the inventor of it, you know we we all know this. Said yep. that they, they 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 can they can do whatever they want with with them. So anyway, um, so I the, the, the male nurse comes in with this. Remdesivir. I said no, I don't want it. I'm not having it. And he was a bit stunned. He was like, "Why? Why?" And I was like, I "Just don't want it. I'm not having it." So then, up to nine o'clock, I probably had another two doctors come in and giving me the sales spiel of why I should take it and the fear porn. Um, so I said no kind of left me alone. And at 9 p.m., they managed to get me a room, but I had to share this room with two other people. But when they put me on the wheelchair and they wheeled me up, they wheeled me up into the COVID-19 red zone. (laughs) I was was like, what is going on?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Reality, just like it. You're (laughs) fighting that, that, that stuff all the time and all of a sudden you're in
2: that.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I was in the belly of the beast, right? And and oh, I can't believe it. So I I I'm in this room. There's two men in there, uh, also patients, but one of them was in his sixties and seventies and losing his mind. He was calling out for his mum, and he was doing this throughout the whole night. So I didn't sleep very well or or at all. And um and the other guy was just coughing and very old <laughs> and so so I'm in there and then um, yeah so between 6 o'clock in the morning uh, this is the 7th of January now uh, Six between 6 and 10am multiple doctors came in they gave me the fear porn with the CT scans uh, they took my blood and it, it hurt as well it, 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 the doctor did that
2: mm.
1: no he just didn't, didn't care and um Still feeling, absolutely weak and vulnerable, and um, yeah, I, I kept refusing it, kept refusing it, and um, they were just giving me the fear point. They said, "If if if you don't do it, you're you going to be in here for a, cu- a, cu- a couple of months. You'll be you, you you know you could be in the ICU. You won't be able to see your family, all all of this." And I'm like, "I was like, there's no way I'm staying in here for two months." I'm getting out within a few days, uh, up, to, up to a week. Uh, mm-hmm. and they were like, I don't know, well, you know, if, if, if you're, how, how are you going to get better if you don't take all this? Because there's a backwards and forwards. Yeah. yeah, backwards and forwards. You know, and like I said, I'm still weak at this point, still not eating properly. Um, I'm, you know, i my got, my voice is very, Weak, you know, but I'm still fighting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, 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 just the system. Waiting. I was like, nah, nah, nah. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm uh, not doing what you're telling me to do. So, anyway, they get me a room for myself, and once I get into this room, I think they kind of gave up on me with the, with the, you know, the to sort and the room pushy. pushing, yeah, and they kind of just. Let me be. I ended up taking these uh, steroids, and um, I had my mum and some friends and some neighbours bring me um, this onion drink, which was uh, oh. red red onion drink boiled with um, but boiled for fifteen minutes, and then uh, two lemons squeezed in it. it. Yeah, squeezed in. So I was, dr- I was drinking that. I was drinking like uh, fruit smoothies. Had vitamin C, uh vitamin D, you know, potassium, magnesium, which is all in onion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, take, I was taking all of that and and the air, so the the air was really helpful. And gradually, uh, I started getting better. So uh, I think by the by the tenth, they could see improvements. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, I ended up. Know, cut cut a long story short. I was out of there on the on the twelfth of January. But wow, the, the the main the main bit of that was like the first forty eight hours was a battle. You know, it, it was me against
0: the system of mm-hmm. their protocols. And luckily, and, and I beat them. <laughs> yeah, but luckily, if you if you listen to your story about the the PCR test that was forced to you, yeah. Luckily, you were probably awake on that night when you were uh, at, at the the room with the other two gentlemen, because yeah. when you would fall asleep, probably they they could put that rendezvouser in you without noticing. Because it did twice yeah. against your will. They they could put it up. That's very true. Unbelievable. Yeah, Unbelievable. I, I never even thought of that. I never even thought of that. But but yeah. But it's, it's funny because I heard a story about, I think it was Japanese soldiers. They have mm-hmm. one task uh, within their training system. They have to be in cold water like two or three days. The only thing they get is onions. I think right. Andrew Tate told, told that. I don't know about uh, about that. I, I looked into it, but um, I was having a... a a little bit of flu like a year ago, and I was mm. thinking about these onions. So what I did is I, I sliced them like uh, thin slices and put them under my feet and then mm. put some socks on it. W- within one day, I was almost, a- again, you know, full of energy, stuff like that, because onions take all that, that stuff out. And I noticed that my, I think it was my grandma who who told uh, us when we were having a flu or something you know you're going to turn sick they slice up an onion with honey and they put it on the table where you sleep so basically it it, um, uh, it takes care of the good air so it takes all the, the pollen and, and bacteria and stuff like that out and because you breathe it in it, your system is going to be uh, re- reborn reborn with onion just like normal onions and uh, that brings me to the next point because um, onions are onions you can see that but nowadays we have grapes without any seedless seedless yeah. grapes GMO stuff that I really do not like because eventually you could go to the grocery store get yourself for 25 bucks and stuff like that or euros or pounds whatever uh, currency you have uh, you c- you can buy some food and uh, take a little bit of that and uh, otherwise grow some new Food with it, and within one or two years or whatever it takes, you can harvest your own food from the normal grocery stuff. But nowadays, when you have pitless or seedless grapes, how the hell are you going to do that? Well, you can't. You can't, yeah. And that, that's one of the that that's one of the old uh, the, the rabbit holes where I I went in through, like the food industry and stuff like that. Sean Hebbler has a great. Documentary about the uh, the meat industry. I uh, used to eat a little bit more meat than I do nowadays because now I want to have a very selective mind about what kind of meat I eat. Yeah. Um, but to skip uh, branches like a squirrel, you're also a DJ. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. And and um, if possible, I'd like to promote a, a festival that I'm that I'm DJing at oh, yes, in, um, in June. So it's uh, June the 27th to the 30th, I believe. And it's uh, the Sounds Beautiful Festival. Okay. So anyone interested in going in the UK, um, if you want to use all in capital letters A-D-I-J as a code when you book a ticket, uh, it helps me out. Um, and it also... Uh, helps them out knowing who's bought tickets from what DJs and everything. Mm. But
0: what kind but, of music uh, do you play there? So
1: at that festival, because I'm playing in the daytime, I'm going to be playing old school house music from the nineties, early nineties, <laughs> and 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 I I have never played out that music before. I played house music, but uh-huh. not old, old school house. I've only just managed to get hold of some tracks. And only just started to DJ, and it's very, you know, because the the structure of old school house is very different to uh, the newer house. Oh yeah, it's like very quick mixing and all of that. So I'm, you know, I'm not good at, or Well, I'm not good at, I'm not, I'm not perfect at, at it yet. But mm-hmm. by by that point, I think I'll be uh, uh, comfortable enough to to play it out. And uh, yeah, I used to I used to love uh, going to a night in Ibiza called uh, Retro. And uh, I've played in the back room, but I played Funky House in, in the back room. But in the main room was
0: the 90s piano house. Yeah, oh, yeah, that, right. Right. Yeah. Cool. Well, it's uh, One of the art styles, uh, the hardcore style was uh, developed in the Netherlands. And I know that I wasn't into the house scene, not at all. And I went mm. to uh, Italy, which, which had at that time one of the biggest open-air discos. It was, Rimini. it was It was Janux, I think it was called. Germanic, uh, in in Italy, yeah, in rim, in Rimini, yeah, in Rimini, exactly. Yes, yeah, I've been, I've been clubbing in Rimini. I'm out for you know. Yeah, yeah, So Rimini, we went so. there, and they had this uh, DJ contest, and a few of these guys from uh, from our bus, uh, the Dutch guys said, "We're well, we, we gonna, uh, uh we're gonna be there playing some some, some house," and I said. Well, cool, you know. Mm. And it was at the time where House wasn't um, mainstream at all. Not at all. The the Prodigy wasn't in the, on the radio, stuff like that, you know. And uh, um, they put it up this record, and it was just like the the real Dutch hardcore. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, uh, they won the contest. And it was at the time when uh, I like to move it, move it. I like.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. It
0: was one of the the the, of the one that that touched the main frame of of of, of music, and yeah. Um, yeah, I had then uh, er, Eric Murillo did that track. Yeah, yeah. Real, yeah. To, real to real. Yeah, yeah. for real yeah. to real, in a, a, Yeah, yeah. And he's right uh, I went to yeah. some house parties here in the Netherlands, which were uh, uh, the hardcore parties, and uh, I touched based on, on on a lot of you know the acid house and stuff like that. I really liked that. Yeah, yeah, that, um, that's that's it. yeah the... and on the ground. We got a message on our Eric uh Ericsson uh uh mobile phone just like eleven o'clock in the in the evening, just like if you go to there and there, you need to walk like three hour of a three uh three mile walk. But there's a there's a place in the woods and there's a bunker and we're gonna play some music and this was the sound systems were going on, stuff like that. I had a great time there. There it was a uh beautiful people great music and uh there was a lot of drugs involved also which made it <laughs> all
2: good <laughs>
0: yeah yeah <laughs> well, what kind of gear do you use to to play your uh at because i got a dj 400 uh table right here for record bucks i yeah, Pioneer a ddj for yeah, yeah yeah i bought that uh well one month when we were into uh, uh into lockdown because uh, packages were sent and stuff like that you, just like you said you know you you shouldn't greet your mom and stuff like that but you could uh get some packages uh me, the meals were were on the front porch uh you could go sometimes to uh, uh uh to a supermarket to get your food with all the other people that touch everything and stuff like that so it was crazy times but I, I bought this uh this table and I got some YouTube uh um uh, stuff on this Organized Productions uh, channel uh, that I did with the DJ. Um, And I really liked it because I want to mix some rock and some heavy metal stuff into the house also a little bit. Right. So, um, because I like music somehow. And uh, I I spent hours and hours and it learns very fast. I had um, this beat port. I think I, I, I took some tracks they are allowed the, the uh, high quality so you can really do some stuff and yeah. then uh start up the thing and then within a few minutes you would be lost for hours you know but <laughs> then trans, i like trans also but yeah that's, what,
1: that's one of the that's one of the that was a play so um so yeah i, le- I learned to mix and trans in 99 1999 on vinyls and then I played my first club, which was Sun uh, at the Q club, which is a quite a, amazing venue it is gone now. It doesn't exist anymore. There's a documentary on it uh, about the Q club and, uh, I played in the members room there. and I played hard house. So I, I then kind of had this like hard house, uh, time and I played, um, uh, you know, across the UK, uh, I was, I was never like a ma- a major DJ, but I certainly had a, t- a taste of it. Wow! And I've I've I played uh, the um, uh, sanctuary in Birmingham in front of a thousand people in the same venue where I've seen Paul Van Dyke and everyone else play. So wow. different, not different nights like, so of Hard House Heaven I played there, and it was like you know to to have gone clubbing there, and then all of a sudden I'm in that DJ box. Playing in that
0: club, I was like, "Wow, this, this is amazing." Wow. It's just like being on a protest, and then all of a sudden, be in the belly of the beast, like in a hospital. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So some somehow you're manifesting something that that works all right. <laughs> and now you're yeah. at a festival.
1: Yeah, it's funny. It's funny that like I kind of visualize, um, you know, like uh, when I go on holiday, when I plan a holiday, for example, when it's California or Misses. Uh, over 12 13 days and i i I, and I used to work for a large travel company so i, and I know what i'm doing and I, and I planned this trip and i kind of visualized everything that that we were going to do and we went and did it and you know not not to the t but we had an amazing time i mean it was literally like 12 13 days of constant good times you know and, and it was i kind of visualized it all before And then I went and lived it, (laughs) you know, that that, that kind of thing. Because you
0: have uh, traveled to a lot of countries, like New Zealand, Australia, you lived there, Orlando, uh, Finland, Asia. So I've, I've,
1: I've lived two years in Australia. I've lived in New Zealand and I've lived in Milford Sound in New Zealand. I've spent eight months there, which is one of the most iconic parts of the South Island uh, three months in Queenstown, which is the adventure tourism capital of of the world, or so they say. There's a lot of things you can do there. Then I, I I studied in Lapland in in Finland. Um, I did an Erasmus there, and I was not far from Rovaniemi, which is uh, sixty degrees north on the uh, on the circle map. Wow, well, which the world there adventure tourism, okay. Yeah, that that that's 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 what I uh, got into, and then um, obviously I spent about five years of my childhood in Italy. Um, I uh, obviously lived in England, and then I've did uh, I did three summers in Ibiza. So I I DJed out at Ibiza in two thousand and one, two and three, and I saw nine eleven happen. In Ibiza after I'd been out on a night out, if you know what I mean. <laughs> so I was I was a bit emotional oh. seeing that in real time. Is it uh, a
0: trip, or is it just like a reality
1: what I see now on TV, right? Yeah, yeah. It was, it was. You know, like so the, from seeing that, um, it was. Uh, I really felt, you know, the nine eleven for for years afterwards. Any any footage I'd saw, I really, you know. Trauma-based mind control that, you know, Oh, to, and to see it when you'd been out, if you know what I mean, you felt it even more. Huh. Um. So, so yeah, so I uh, did that and then obviously I played uh, Orlando. So uh, I, I did a, a summer season in, in Orlando and I worked at Universal Studios, wow. which happens to have a globe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> As it spins
0: around, you know, at, at the thing. And uh, for know. the listeners, A is wearing a fake instead of NASA t shirt. I love yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's ODD. It's got ODD TV on there. bought it. Um, yeah. I, I had an interview with Dave Weiss like three weeks ago, four weeks ago, and yeah, Mark Sargent also. It was almost in the same weekend. And yeah. wow. If you, if you, um, if you only see what kind of evidence that Dave and Mark proves, then that, that you can, you can say, "Oh, oh, uh, that's not true," because it's it's evidence. It's nothing like, uh, "Okay, we're going to tell you because we're wearing a lab coat, uh, the Earth is a globe." We, we do not have anything that can provide you for the truth, but that's how it is. No, no, no. Uh, and as as I quote. Uh, truth seekers, uh, critical thinkers, you, you, sometimes you you know that somebody is calling you uh, or telling you BS. Mm-hmm. And w- what we can do nowadays with the the, the, uh, the technology that there is, we can dig into some stuff and see for ourselves, wait a minute, this doesn't make any sense. I'm going to get myself some information and then I'll wrap my own uh, plausible truth around it. And a lot of people that we talk in the, in the community right now, just like you, um, w- went through all these rabbit holes, and um, I made a t shirt which is available in my uh, in my shop. So, a little bit disclaimer. Um, trust me, I know what I researched. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's good. Um, so, so, um, we're gonna wrap it up a little bit. Uh, I know that could, could, could I just touch yes,
1: on quickly on that, on that festival because, um, yeah, uh, the 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 key thing about this, f- this festival for the people in the UK and yourself, you're not too far away from the UK, so you should come along, right? Dave Weiss is going to be there. Allegedly, Dave, Dave Murphy is going to be there. Ian Leahy, who runs the Flat Earth Social in Bournemouth at the end of the month. Uh, so each today, we're in the 30th today. Yeah, so t- tonight there's a Flat Earth Social live link up with Dave Weiss in, in oh, Bournemouth. Wow. So, um, so at at the, at the last Tuesday of every month, there's a there's a, a Flat Earth Social in Bournemouth, um, at the Pavilion, um, which I've been to a, a couple of times and I've, I've seen Mark Devlin there, and um, and Dave Weiss live stream. But so Ian Dehe, who runs Flat Earth Social, has been in Mexico with Dave Weiss, uh, his wife and and his wife. that have been posted on the on the Facebook. So, I think whilst he's been in Mexico, he's convinced him to Uh come to to the UK. So, Dave Weiss, allegedly Dave, Mark Devlin, and Ian Leahy are going to be at this festival. So, for Flat Earthers in the UK or in Europe, you know, it's a great opportunity. Or even the US, you know, come come on over. Yeah.
0: (laughs) There's free to to fly now, until now, so...
1: (laughs) Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, a few, few dollars, maybe not free, but...
0: <laughs> yeah, it depends on what, what, where you're traveling from. And, and, and yeah. of course, if you want to meet up with a lot of people that are safe-minded, um, there was a, a Goa festival uh, which shut down because of COVID. It was sci-fi in in the, in the Netherlands, but it is also called Boom in uh, Portugal. Mm-hmm. And I went here, like, four or five editions of uh, sci-fi. I love that the people uh, picture this people there's a festival with a lot of music and of course there will be uh some psychedelics and stuff like that involved we are in the netherlands so it it's it's kind of uh toleranted like, like say that but mm-hmm. there were twenty five thousand people on one edition there was no cigarettes on the floor now mm-hmm. th- it was it was held in the nature um uh, a nature uh, area um, th- there was no trash whatever on the ground. Everything nope. was just like uh, with respect to nature. Come to that respect to nature. I know that you also like um, uh, l- like I said in the introduction, uh, you believe in God but not in a religious way what what is um, yeah. what is god what is your perspective of God? Right,
1: yes. So, um, up to 2020, I, um, you know, baptized Roman Catholic. My English family are Jehovah's Witnesses, but my dad isn't. He got this fellowship when he was 18. So, I've not grown up with Jehovah's Witnesses or, um, intense Roman Catholicism. I've went to school i went to roman catholic schools and i used to go to the the churches there and assembly and everything but but at the age of 12 i just said to my mom i don't want to i don't want to do this anymore and she said fine it was never pushed on me again and so over time i guess i was a borderline atheist you know i used to just think dinosaurs without you know watch documentaries and all of this kind of stuff and start, sort of you know, understood. You know, uh, you know. If we are flying through space and everything, then I don't know, how can God be real, really? Why, why would it, Why would why would He make this so-called planet like that, and then Mars just like a dusty red rock? You know, uh-huh. you know. If if it was so. So, but but there would be times in my life where I would pray in my own head. As if it was in certain situations, mm-hmm. you know, when I first got to New Zealand, I wasn't having a great time. and know, you know, I remember sort of in my own head re- reaching out for help and assistance, and it worked out brilliantly because I, I got it and had a good time in the end. Um, but um, when I discovered the sa- the satanic side of you know secret societies and everything, mm-hmm. then I was like, there must be a creator. If 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 they because the Freemasons don't have any time for atheism, like they want they want you to believe in something. Mm-hmm. So because it's, it, it's a spiritual battle. So, um, so what, you know when I got to flat Earth and I started paying attention, and you look at the stars and they're close. They're not trillions and trillions of miles away. Then all of a sudden, I'm thinking, well, so the creator from me, God, you know, I've heard uh, a few friends say that uh, it's female and not male, like it, the like Mother Nature, you know. know it, it, yeah, like you know, we all come from women to get to 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 live in our existence. Then maybe the the creator is actually feminine, mm-hmm. and all these obelisks that are. You know, the palace uh yeah, it, and stuff like that. Yeah, which is all like you know, like uh like pointing <laughs> most, pointing up, like take taking they're everywhere in the UK. They are everywhere. Like they they're yeah. you would know, be driving along and there's one just randomly in the in the hill in like the Gloucestershire on the way to Bristol in the They're, huh. they're all, in every town that has a war memorial, they're all obelisks. So it's a war memorial, but it's shaped like an Egyptian ob- obelisk, which is you know a, a phallic thing, mm, right? So, so, so my, yeah. My idea is like the people that put that there are knowingly taking the piss out of Mother Nature, you know, or the, or the creator, which is could be feminine. But yeah. In my idea is it could it could also be an something like an energy that we can't even fathom. You know, so mm. so, all the stars are like these energetic, uh, you know, they all have a role to play in everything that is happening here through every living thing. Mm. Because, you know, yes, humans are, you know, we, we can create stuff, we can talk via laptops, you know, a, a dog can't do that. But then there are things in nature which are, Absolutely amazing. Like, you know, like a peregrine falcon that the speeds and, you know, the, the, the eyesight, all, all these things that we, we can't even fathom what it would be like to be a peregrine falcon, but for a peregrine and
0: falcon, shrimp, you know yeah. that one? Yes. They've got a, ah, uh, oh, they punch faster than a 22 bullet. Yeah. And when they punch on the water, uh, to, to, uh, to get their prey, they, they Create energy on the water by the pudge. Yeah. Yeah. I love nature, but yeah. Nice, nice to refer that to that. But please go ahead. And then I think we go into the 10 questions because this is the okay. first time we have a time span, ladies and gentlemen. Normally I ju- we we just ramble on until we uh, are exaggerated and stuff yeah. like that. But today- we... Hungry, tired, need, need to sleep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so t- today we do, do not do that. So it will be very enjoyable for every listener to listen to it because it's not that long. Uh, my last interview with Rob Sills, I had to put it in two parts because it was like four hours. Wow. You know, doing the marathon, but late talk. <laughs> um, so Eddie, if there's something that you uh, want to touch base on, Please go ahead, and then I will uh, ask the ten questions.
1: Um, I, I guess, um, yeah, like so. With have coming out of hospital and 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 um, you know finding flat out for right? I I changed my job and then got made redundant and now I'm a self employed private driver, pri- private hire driver, taxi driver, whatever you want to call me. So in these last two years, I've I've been more focused on, on myself. I I don't necessarily do, uh, much local activism anymore, partly because everything has opened up and, Mm -hmm. you know, at this moment in time, it's not really, uh, you know, there are things going on like the ULES stuff. And if I was in London, you know, the, the, I, I would, I would, I would get involved with that kind of thing. Um, and I have been to the uh, o- Oxford protest with regards to the LTNs and the fifteen-minute um, cities that they want to introduce him. Mm. And uh, you know, I'll be with regards to local activism, I'll be ready to go again if they decide to, uh, you know, um, make it uh, tougher and tighter for us to live our daily lives. But like, like I said, what I've learned through my um, sort of awakening process and you know Tyler kind of had the same thing you know for the fittest flat earth they um, just wanted to tell everybody and you know uh, you know just get everybody you know, look at this look at this my my approach now is, is definitely different I've I've now uh, learned in social situations with people that do not want to seek the truth rather as an example my dad It's just, it's just, it's kind of back to how it was, but now knowing that there's this fence that I can't, you know, go on. Yeah. It's (laughs) a weight
0: of energy where you try to.
1: Exactly. So, so, you know, it, it creates harmony in that sense. And, you know, if you want to have some kind of relationship and there's all these things that I've had to train myself and learn how to, how to be. Uh, plus, you know, being in the hospital was a bit of a humbling experience because the way I looked at it was like, okay, so if if you felt as ill as I did, right, uh, then I can imagine why you would be so defensive and so anti the people that were calling COVID out, the, the, whole, the whole, you know, the scandemic,
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, because you suffered and you felt pain. But for me, it was a good experience because... I did see what the protocol was. I you know, all the research matched how they they're doing it. So I saw it from my own eyes. It's not a theory, you know, conspiracy theory. It's <laughs> reality. Just reality, yeah. Yeah. So um but yeah, so I'm I'm just now um, I think I think it's um good to focus on, on, on yourself so that you can have a, a good life with your family, be healthy and uh, just be ready that, you know, there's multiple outcomes of how our future goes. It could be a positive one. It could be a really dark one. I'm I'm more of an optimist than a, than a pessimist. And that's why I'd, 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 I've decided not to follow any of the political stuff. Mm-hmm. Since, I, since I looked into Flat Earth, because I, I, I realized that... Um, if they're lying about the, where we actually are, then all the other stuff is pure distraction. Yeah, makes no sense. So coming to save us.
0: <laughs> am I, am I, Yeah, <laughs> we, gotta like, you we got to save ourselves. You save
1: yourself and hope that enough people save themselves to be the complete and utter majority so that it just fizzles out and makes all the other people irrelevant over time hmm so um so yeah so i'm 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 optimistic you know i one of the reasons i got back into the djing was it's, it's something I, I like to do and um uh, i know with hard house i'm bloody good at it right yeah <laughs> the, the, the other stuff the other the, the other styles i'm good well i know with hard house i'm i'm really good you know and and that's that's not me being big-headed it's just no i know i know i know i'm good at it and uh and uh i've played a, a trance nights in in norwich uh, 2022 and 2023 which has given me that that motivation to um to uh get back into it mm. so you know just doing these little things for yourself uh, being prepared for whatever bad comes bad situations and you just just but but you know the key thing is to focus on your health focus on your family because at the end of the day that's the most important
0: things that you can control. Mm-hmm. Wow. Great. Great. greatly said, I will <laughs> going to ask you 10 questions for my guests. Oh, correct. Uh, all right. Here they come. 10 questions for my guests. 80. Uh, I have a brilliant time already, but, uh, 80, what's your favorite color? My favorite color. I, I would say, um, it used to be
1: Manchester United red. hmm. Um, but that, that's another thing that I've had to struggle with is the fact that you know they're known as the Red Devils, and knowing this <laughs> is now oh yeah yeah and knowing this information now uh, really bugs me. It really bugs me. Um, but yeah, no, it used, it used to be that, but I would I would say it would be uh, the Italian kits blue or yellow. I like I like yellow yellow because it's you know like sunshine not that i'm a sun worshiper but all right
0: without the sun
1: (laughs) we would not have anything
0: (laughs) we're going to definitely have a part two where we're going to dig into some more stuff but because one and a half hour for for, for a conversation like we have right now is it's too too less frame uh too too less uh time to dig into some some stuff and to have a good talk about everything that we want to talk about so Definitely definitely gonna gonna have you on part two, uh, AD. Yeah, i i've happy to go on again. Uh, yeah. Great. Uh favorite music? Favorite
1: music. So um I I as a as t twelve to sixteen, I was a gangster rap. You know, I used to listen to Wu Tang Clang and and I used to used to stay up at night to record uh U O M T V raps on um you know as a 12 year old that's why you know with mark devlin kind, kind of similar you know he's he was a hip-hop hip, hip dj and everything so uh you know mark Mark devlin i actually helped him move house last last week wow um so i got got to know him and he's uh he's a great guy but um uh yeah hip-hop hip as a child now i don't like it anymore because not not I, I
0: struggle with it as well, like you know, knowing the messages and what it. Yeah, yeah, exactly, so exactly. Yeah. Know what you mean? Yeah, open up to more things, and and you start to see what they're trying to preach.
1: Yeah, and 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 I used to like Eminem and and everything, but the the lyrics and that are just so dark and horrible um, that I, I I won't put that into my mind. So right now, it's basically the music that I'm DJing, and when I'm in the car with passengers, I play old school house, like so acid house, old school house. Cool. Uh, so like DJs like uh, Pete Bromley, Rob Tissera, um, that kind of music. So, and and it's great because you know I didn't I didn't live through that era. So for me,
0: it's like new music. Yeah, yeah, like like the revive of something that that you you haven't touched base on yet. Yeah, so sure. so. Um. Okay. What's yeah. your favorite uh, movie or series? So my favorite movie, which I've watched a lot, is City of God,
1: the Brazilian film. I don't know. Shuja uh, Shujajajos. Um, City of God. You've not seen it? It's it's about twenty years ago now. You have to uh, watch it. It's basically um, based on a true story about a guy who grows up in the favelas and wants to be a photographer wow and it covers everything really like within the film the cinematography in it is is great it's the same director who did the the constant gardener don't know know that I've I've watched that film the constant gardener but it's alright but it's not city of god so city of god then became a tv series and the first two seasons were uh called city of men and it was um nothing to do with the film but it was kind of like it had english subtitles so you're able to watch it and they did f- season three and four but it was just totally in portuguese but um seasons one and two were were just basically two characters from city of god that were um, focused on them and their, their daily lives growing in the favelas you know they went on a school trip to Brasilia. or one, one of the things really well made and uh really interesting really different and um so so now I, I i tend to watch foreign dramas you know i'm watching um thing called arctic circle at the moment because it's in finnish and i've lived in finland so i okay, yeah. I, I like listening to the languages and they, they seem more realistic to me than a lot of the american and uk stuff
0: Mm. i've been through that rabbit hole too the 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 finnish and the denmark uh swedish uh like like thrillers and stuff like that and the 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 police series are very very good
1: they're very they're very good and they're very well made and and i think i think they're quite serious people you know it's very very believable like you know it's
0: funny to listen to the to the language that it's uh, very familiar to mine. Add to yeah. yours, of course, to to, to English, uh, especially Swedish. I think yeah.
1: Finnish, Finnish though, is uh, completely different. It's like completely
0: really different. Yeah,
1: yeah. Oh, Nick, what <laughs> <laughs> one, one, one in uh, um,
0: How are you? Uh, bro, I'm, I'm I'm gonna head on because yeah, uh, time, time, my time is a little bit ticking, uh, and yours yeah. too because you got a. I uh, pick up your your daughter. Uh what's your favorite kind of uh drink, beverage? Um oh,
1: I I like a nice glass of beer in the summer or cider. Uh, but I've, that's that's gone down less, you know, over over time. I I mm-hmm. just dren- generally now drink filtered water if mm-hmm. not I like coconut water. Um, there is you know like sometimes I get the urge for a fizzy drink because uh-huh. I don't I don't drink Coke or anything or McDonald's for 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 a long time like even way before I was awake to anything, I just stopped eating all that crap and drinking that stuff. So um, there is a drink called Purdy's Grape and Apple uh-huh. being it's like a refreshing fizzy drink that you know being on the road I sometimes need a little pick me up so I, I do like drinking that because it's quite uh, okay quite nice yeah favorite uh, food well I'm Italian half Italian um but then again I'm British as well so I love a good fish and chips and I love um, a Sunday roast but I'm vegetarian now so I, I have a nut roast or like a mushroom pie as a mm-hmm. replacement but I like I like that, that concept of gravy and roast potatoes but then it, when it comes to Italian food, it's uh, parmigiana with the aubergine and, and the cheese. My mum makes a good one, mm-hmm. a vegetarian version, and um, good pastas. Uh, and the Italian food's not just about pasta, but... Uh, no, no, also meat and yeah. stuff like that, right? Oh, every, every everything, yeah. All, all kinds of things. And then um, I do have cravings as well for a spicy thai food uh not too spicy but you know that kind of thing like the A- asian food so no,
0: not... no one particular dish but ah i've certainly I got... like that you said no one but you... <laughs> you <said> that, <laughs> that now the italian comes forward you know, like that but... Yeah, lo sai, lo, io parlo l'italiano come parlo l'inglese. Allora,
1: certe volte, mi metto a parlare l'italiano e divento l'italiano. Uh,
0: mi comprendere, no, uh, capisce, uh, 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 abric- no, capisce uh, caprice, uh, uno tempo, uh, we slow down the tempo. I, I understand okay. it a little bit because I'm 25% Italian, Okay, half German and... and uh, uh twenty five percent Dutch. So that's why right. I got a little bit darker skin than normally and dark yeah. eyes and stuff like that. Um uh four questions left okay and then i really have to wrap because I, I gotta yep. go to the toilet and I got an uh, another department going of a, another appointment going on which I really uh it's too bad but we're gonna we're gonna definitely do a part two eighty. What uh, okay, kind not, of uh, clothing do you like to wear the most? Uh, jeans and t-shirt. Really,
1: that's sort of the most comfortable. I do like a good pair of jeans. I'm not I'm not really uh, too fussed about labels as such, but um, they have to be a good pair of jeans. And um, yeah, I'm comfortable t- jeans and t-shirt uh, what well, well, i'm wearing now jeans and t-shirt <laughs> you can make a
0: message with that what you're wearing right it's yeah, like yeah. you do now uh what's your favorite holiday destination
1: well favorite holiday destination um uh i i guess i have this craving now to go to a uh, a beach that has crystal clear water and so, so that could be anywhere. So, Croatia—I've seen Croatia. I'd, uh, I'd like to go to a, a nice Greek island. Um, but yeah, that—that's that, what I'd, I'd crave right now as a, as a holiday destination. I'm, I'm not interested in city breaks anymore. Mm. Uh, maybe Amsterdam though. I, I wouldn't,
0: wouldn't, mind going. To yeah, please there. let me know just where you're there because I've, I've been once. I've, I've only been once. Yeah, one one and a half hour or stuff like that, right? That's right. Yeah. Well, you, you live in Amsterdam, don't you? No, no, I live, like, uh, in the south of the Netherlands. Uh, okay. And Amsterdam is quite in the north. Um right. We're not directly in the north, but it's, like, yeah. a two-hour drive. Oh, okay. So, we're so living far. in a very small country, so that's uh, that's no issue at all. Yeah. Um, that's true. What's your favorite quote, AD?
1: Well, I've kind of,
0: uh, on my Facebook, I've put um,
1: belief is the enemy of knowing, which is Crow 777's quote, and... Uh, I really like that. I know Dave Weiss says it a lot as well. And uh, mm. it, it's... Um, Great channel. Great channel. Road 777. Road 777. Yeah. I've, I've actually got um, uh, a mate who who was not into... Like like I know him through uh, our, um, uh, you know, um, what do you call them? The, the baby, the pre-baby classes. And then oh. like, we we'll end up having the baby Oh, I've, I've
0: yeah, well, oh, I, I didn't they have like, any babies, but I, I know what you mean. There's prenatal uh, got, before you before you gotta get all the baby stuff. You are gonna get it. Yeah, it's uh, so yeah. so. There's, there's a guy there that I met through that,
1: and uh, I didn't know his points of view and on you know C19 and everything. But I woke him up to, Flat Earth, and I I, to- I told him about it. Is he was telling me some of the stuff in research he was doing on C nineteen and other stuff. And I told him where I was at that at that point. This was about a year and a bit ago. And uh, through that he's got into Crow Triple Seven and he subscribes and he listens to all the Crow Triple Seven stuff
0: and I <laughs> wow. and, and I woke him up to I listen as well. I listened to uh, to a few podcasts of THC channel, it is I think. Uh, which is also a friend of uh, uh triple uh uh pro triple seven um like two or three hours of, of, of other stuff that he's talking about. It makes so much sense. And he's very um brilliant in, in looking at things. You know what is the the narrative and what's the real truth behind it. It's really interesting. I uh, try to post a link on it. Uh very interesting to to see how this guy uh, yeah to 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 tell everyone uh what kind of truth and what kind of uh, narrative they put it they put us on um i got the last question uh for you ad what's your life's motto um i guess it would be to
1: stand in your truth um you know live you know be be honest like uh, one one other thing i, I i've always done even way before i was awake because be honest on honest, honesty i think is the the best way and uh, especially against yourself yeah. right yeah and 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 you know like i know i have to play the game with certain family members but that that to me is more of a, a lifetime uh sort of game that i've got to play if i want to know these in to keep them in my life mm-hmm but when it comes to uh people on the outside and that you know if you if you stand in your truth and you speak your 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 word um then that's how information gets out so uh, i was always kind of like that anyway i think that's why for me it was
0: sort of yeah, like, yeah right
1: right when i really woke up to, to everything and um, i was like wow yeah maybe, maybe this is destined for me uh uh, anyway Mm. you know as always so yeah just uh yeah be be honest and truthful to yourself
0: wow thank you very much ad for your time and your energy to get the to get on this podcast i hope you enjoyed just as much as i did yeah no I really did i
1: wasn't really prepared because i had such a busy day yesterday and then my daughter wanted um uh, you know the the three of us to to take her to school this morning, so I did yeah. that. And then I had some issues actually with the the laptop um, before before it started, so I just managed to sort it out just before we went on. So yeah, uh, I, I, the, the disorganized
0: productions uh, <laughs> with a disorganized guest. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. A shout out to our brother Shane uh, Snake Turban who yeah, uh, who, uh, Snake who uh, connected us. Um, I will definitely get more in touch with you. I'm going to post some links. So if you send them to me, I will uh, post them in the show description. Uh, and I really, unfortunately, have to go. Yeah. Um, for everyone who's listening, thank you for listening to this organized pro- productions with another great episode with AD Jackson. Uh, and wherever you are on this beautiful plain earth, have a good morning, a good day, or a good evening, wherever you are. Thank you. Thank you, Rob.
1: Take care everybody.
0: Bye. Bye.
2: I've been running for all my life with the devil on my heels. He wasn't always right. He can't fulfill my dreams I've been running for all my life With the devil on my heels He wasn't always right And couldn't fulfill my dreams He's pain in the ass Black as night God show me light And hold me tight I've been running for all my life with the devil on my heels He wasn't always right And doesn't fulfill my dreams God showed me the light Please hold me tight I've been running through all my life With the devil on my heels He wasn't always right And couldn't fulfill my dreams I've been running for all my life With a devil on my heels He wasn't always right And couldn't fulfill my dreams He's a pain